Attention Northwest Arkansas businesses and talent seekers. Introducing Onboard NWA.com, your hyperlocal job board crafted for our unique community. Struggling to find the perfect match for your job openings? Onboard NWA simplifies the hiring process, connecting you with the region's top talent through tailored talent matching solutions. Whether you're an employer seeking expertise or a professional looking for your next opportunity, Onboard NWA is here for you. Discover more at onboardnwa.com and let's build the future of Northwest Arkansas together. Northwest Arkansas, Randy here, bringing you a quick word from our sponsor, Signature Bank of Arkansas. Since 2005, Signature Bank has been all about empowering our community with local ownership and top-notch banking services. Signature Bank's roots run deep with assets over a billion dollars, and they're right here in your backyard with branches in Bentonville, Rogers, Springdale, Fayetteville, and now including Harrison and Jonesboro. With a growing family of more than 200 teammates, they're ready to serve you with the warmth only a true community bank can offer. And they've got Banco C, the first bilingual bank in Arkansas, to ensure that banking is for everyone. So give Signature Bank a call at 479-684-3700 or visit Signature.Bank online. Mention you heard about them on the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast for that personal touch. Signature Bank of Arkansas. Big on assets, local at heart, and a proud member of the FDIC and an equal housing lender. It's time for another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas, the podcast covering the intersection of business, culture, entrepreneurship, and life in general here in the Ozarks. Whether you are considering a move to this area or trying to learn more about the place you call home, we've got something special for you. Here's our host, Randy Wilburn. Hey folks, and welcome to another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn. I'm excited to be with you today, as I always am, because um, this is a special episode. I think I thought about this before I actually sat down with these young ladies, and I'm thankful that they reached out to me. And it's something that I tell all of the listeners of the podcast. If you've got a great story to tell, if you're doing something unique here in Northwest Arkansas, if you've always wanted to be on a podcast and you want to sit down and chop it up with me, this is the way to do it. I want to just read this simple email that was sent to me a while back. This was probably April, I think, originally when we when we originally reached out. And I got an, I got, got an email from Sugar Apple Baking Company and it says, Hello, Randy. I attended Onward Ozarks telling Northwest Arkansas's unique story and heard you mention your podcast. And for those of you that don't know, I do host the Onward Ozarks program with the Northwest Arkansas Council. Encourage you to listen to it. We, we do four programs a year, and we talk about a lot of different things. This happened to be a program that I did 
on telling your story. And so this this person goes on to write, I am reaching out to, to you to see if you would be willing to interview us. And then it says, we have launched a new boutique pop-up bakery that specializes in a unique blend of West Indian. And that's what caught my eye, West Indian. Because for those of you that don't know, my wife is from Trinidad. So I said, man, you know what? I need to check these guys out. And traditional baked goods. Danielle Reynolds is the creative baker coming up with items that are unique and provide a memorable bite. And I am Blanca Maldonado, and I am part owner of the business. I manage pop-up locations and our social media accounts. And I look forward to hearing from you. Sincerely, Blanca. And so I get emails like this all the time. I got this email. I think I reached out to them the same day. And as a matter of fact, I said, sure, I'd be happy to chat. And the rest, as they say, is history. And now these two fine young ladies are right in front of me, front and center. (laughs) And they came with baked goods, right? They didn't come empty handed because I was thinking, I said, I hope they bring something for me to try. (laughs) And they did. And I cannot wait to talk about these cookies. They brought a a sampling of, of some of their delights and We're going to jump into that in a second, but without further ado, I want to welcome Blanca Maldonado and Danielle Reynolds to the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. How are you guys doing? We're good. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks for responding. Yeah, no, absolutely. (laughs) Without a doubt. I always respond. And if I don't respond, I guarantee you it ended up in spam somewhere. That's the only way that I'm not responding to somebody. And I'm always going to shoot my shot. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I love that. Thank you. Love the Hamilton reference. Nothing like that. So. Well, listen, why don't we we start off, because I always love to do this so that my audience knows who we're talking to. Uh, would love for you guys just to give your cliff note version, since it's two of you, give your cliff note version of your superhero origin story, who you are, <laughs> how you got here to Northwest Arkansas, because like, I don't think either any of the three of us are from originally from Northwest Arkansas. But I am. You. Are you really? Oh, it's a good story. Okay. Well, yeah. I, okay. So uh, <laughs> well, you know what? On that case, Danielle, you started off. So I'm Danielle Reynolds. I actually, I was born in Fayetteville, Washington Regional Hospital, the old hospital. Three months, my parents moved us back to the Caribbean immediately. Where? St. Vincent and the Grenadines. Right. Okay. Which is close to Trinidad. Yep. It's it is. very close. It is very close. I stayed there until I was 16. We bounced around the US a little bit. We spent probably about six months out of the year in America. I came back to Fayetteville a lot. 16, I was like, I'm going to college. I don't want to go to community college. I don't want to take A-levels, which is like our end of the year like program if you're 16. Sure. I was like, no, I'm going to go to college at 16. So I got into U of A and I've been here ever since. Wow. Yeah. Okay. You are truly an NWA baby. Yeah. Yeah. That's something. <laughs> but in a by roundabout way. way. In a roundabout way. Yeah. By, by way of the Caribbean. Yes. Okay, cool. Very cool. <laughs> Blanca? I was born in LA. My parents were from El Salvador okay. and they immigrated in the 80s, moved mm-hmm. to LA, realized it's dangerous and we're headed to Canada. <laughs> so <laughs> they cold. drove. Yeah, because yeah. it was going to be safer. They drove and stayed in New Jersey with an aunt and then we ended up they ended up staying there. Grew up in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Moved That's here. right. We talked about that because I'm yeah. from Teaneck and yeah. Teaneck and Elizabeth are just a couple of, not far away. I mean, right. like th- 20 minutes at yeah. the most. So, yeah. So then in... When I was going to start college, I wanted to leave the house. So I came over here to Rogers, Arkansas in 07. I had an uncle that was living out here. Okay. Okay. So I was like, why not? If I don't like it, I could always move back in with my parents. And I'm still here. <laughs> I love it. It's easy like to raise a family and real chill. When I want some city energy, I go back home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how I kind of feel. I was I was up in New York and New Jersey. I was up in Teaneck just a couple of weeks ago. And I said, oh, it's nice to be here and get my fill and then come back. The one thing that I, I really 
it just dawned on me. I really hate traffic. Oh my God. Like, mm. like you would not believe. Yeah. I, I have no tolerance for traffic no. anymore. And I realize like why people are so pissed all the time. All the time. Like as soon as we get off in Newark airport, my mother-in-law is cussing everybody out and I get it. <laughs> Forget about <laughs> yes. it. It's like, if you're not, I mean, a lot of you that are listening to this are from Northwest Arkansas. You get upset if College Avenue gets backed up. Uh, let, yeah. let me tell you, you don't understand what traffic is until you are sitting on 93 in Boston on the, coming out of the city or you're sitting on 95 at a crawl mm. just as you leave the the parking the lot toll, the pole the toll the toll plaza there at exit 14 by the Meadowlands or yeah. you know what I'm saying I mean yes. it's just there's always something crazy I mean it, you know fill in the blank any major city with traffic Atlanta Dallas yeah the Bay Area LA LA I mean, it's just insane so LA is dizzying with lanes. so and I, I can only imagine that as we continue to grow, we will have some traffic woes yeah. at some point in time. I just hope that the powers that be, those that are planning the growth, the inevitable growth that we're going to experience here in Northwest Arkansas, they really take that into consideration that we build a couple of beltways and some other ways for things to feed in. Because right now, there's only a couple of roads that yeah. feed into everything. And so there's going to need to be more thought that goes into that. And I believe people at the Urban Land Institute and other places are, are doing that. But that's not what this podcast yeah. <laughs> is about. So I want to get back to baked goods. So you guys, in the middle of everything else, so you guys are kind of roundabout got here. Uh, one person was born here. <laughs> the other person ended up here. And now you've been here. That's 15 years yes. since, since uh, 07. How did you guys become friends? We were in the same sorority. Oh, yes. okay. Yeah. So okay. it turns out sorority life was not for either of us. You know? <laughs> really? But... Like out of that became like a really good friendship and like bond. So okay. it's almost like we bonded on not being able to bond, you know? Interesting. Yes. That's kind of meta. Yes. <laughs> Very. Yes. It's like, oh, you don't enjoy this either? I oh don't either. Goodness. We should be people. How yeah. It was like, I don't like this group thinking. It's kind of. No. It was too much. Yeah. yeah, yeah I like doing yeah. my own thing. I went through it. Yeah. I went through the experience and I was like, you got right, the t-shirt to prove me. it. Yeah. yeah. I was like, all right, it's not for me. Yeah. I met some cool people, but right. I'm not going to stay in it. That's it. Well, you got each other out of the deal. Yeah, yes. we did. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So at what point did the entrepreneurial bug bite you guys? Oh, for me, it was like second grade. Oh, okay. Yeah, easily. I was selling candy out of my backpack, you know? <laughs> yeah. I don't, I didn't like that my parents had the ability to control what I could buy. Yeah. You know? Yep. Because they were handling the money. Yep. So I was like, wait a minute, if I get my own money, I can buy whatever I want. Sure, sure. So it was immediately like, okay, well, how do I make money in second grade? I'm like, everybody likes candy. Yeah. So I would buy like that multi-pack of candy and sell them individually. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's what the stores do. Yes. Yeah. That's what the stores do. I was do. like, I could do that. Yeah. My son was selling it. And it, you know, it's it's unfortunate because like you know, my son had a really, he had a hardcore Jolly Rancher market going on in his bus nice. up to the Arkansas Arts Academy. And- then they shut it down. They were like, you can't sell candy. And it's like, because it's just, because I don't think that schools think about the learning process of being an entrepreneur and trying to figure that out. And he was coming home making bank. I mean, he was like, he would come home at the end of every week, like, dad, you need to order some more. I need, you know, he was making, he's made quite a bit. I mean, I, I, I'm sorry to the parents if you've had to spend time with the dentist, <laughs> but, but yes, my son was the, you know, he was the Jolly Rancher man on the bus headed up to the Arkansas Arts Academy from Fayetteville for a while there until they shut it down. And mm. I've seen that happen a lot of times where if the school doesn't organize it, then they don't want to be a part right. of it. And that's, you know, it's just unfortunate. It's also one of the challenges that 
in schools, they don't teach financial fitness. Correct. Right. right? Yeah. So it's kind of like we don't get a lot of the things that you need to have in order to adult. It's like, how do I make some money? How do well you buy this for a dollar and then sell it for two? Right. Well, see, I've like gotten in trouble for things like that because I'm actually a public school teacher. I teach ninth grade physical okay. science. And I, every school year, I pull up my check stub yep. and I put my check stub on the board mm-hmm. and the kids are like, taxes. I'm like, yeah, uh-huh. Taxes, yeah. insurance, it's all gone. And they're like shocked. So we have this conversation about like, okay, if you have loans and you become a teacher or you have loans and you become whatever you want to become, sure. like there's all these things that come out. So like be thoughtful about like your path of getting there. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be that traditional path that everybody expects. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But it no. is a challenge because I've been told I shouldn't do that. I'm like, why? Right. Why? Right. That was my one of my favorite teachers. They made us write checks, had a whole game. This was back in the day before the internet, I guess. Mm-hmm. We had the newspaper and like at stocks and pick stocks and he would track it for us. And I learned a bunch through yeah, that. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's just real it's one life. Of the more memorable lessons I remember. Mm-hmm. It is. It definitely Taking. is. So. I talk to the kids about the cookies too. Yeah. Because there's kids that bake. Of I mean, course. I see them. There's kids that have like a lot of the Marshallese girls sell these like gummy bears that they've soaked in like Kool Aid and like tahin mm-hmm. in these little packs. And I'm like, so what's your profit margin? And right. they're like, what? What? <laughs> I'm like, well, how much money do you make? Oh, I sell it for a dollar fifty. I'm like, that's how much you're selling it for. How right. much money are you making? Making. Yeah. And they're like, what do you mean? So I'm like, well, how much time did it take? How much are the ingredients? I do like a little, I have a full spreadsheet that I use personally, Sure. but I do like a little breakdown for them where I'm like, well, how much money do you actually make? Like how much do you have to have every week to like buy more? Mm-hmm. And so that's always an interesting conversation. Oh, I'm sure it is. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it, there is so much room for entrepreneurial education in our school systems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, you know, a lot of times we don't give credit, we don't give credit to these young people, how, how much of a sponge that they are that they can take in a lot of information. And if you show them, mm-hmm. you teach them how to fish early, they'll be They can take in they'll... real world information. Yeah. Exactly. You know, exactly. like I think I think we're scared that like teenagers are not capable. So like we start babying kids really early, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. So when we start talking about like anatomy, you know, the heart is a heart shape. Right. I'm like, they could handle it being an actual heart. They could right. handle it. But we have these assumptions that kids are like, so much less capable than they actually are. Yeah. And they are. Now, granted, teenagers, I'm like, you have no frontal lobe. No. no <laughs> you got no, nothing. That's, so yeah, that's that is a whole like and that's what I tell my 17 year old son. I'm like, dude, trust me, you're not there yet. No. And you you're not gonna be there till you're 25. I was 26, son, until you know, and that's hard for me to admit, but you know, I tell my son all the time, I'm like, dude, I wasn't a man until I was 26. It's just biology. It's not, it it's is. nothing biology. personal. I just, yeah. I mean, it's, it's nothing it's, personal. It's the way it is it what it is. I functioned, but I wasn't a man <laughs> until I was 26 years of age. And, you know, being able to have a baby doesn't make you a man. Right. You know? And I just, so that you have to have those real world conversations. But yeah. We are digressing into Again? Some other areas of content, which, yeah. are, which are quite interesting yeah. to talk about though, right? Because I mean, it, it is the reality of where we are, but, but you guys, when you talk about entrepreneurship, you took the time and said, you know what, in spite of everything that's going on in, out in the world, I mean, the pandemic and all of that, you guys decided to start a baking company. How did that part of your relationship come about? Did you just one day just decide? And No. So Danny, I, for a couple of years, I bought a Leo's cake from her. And in my mind, I was like, I just want for birthday cakes. I like to spend some money on birthday cakes and make sure that they taste good because we only buy it once a year. Mm -hmm. I don't want to go buy like some crappy cake. Yeah. I like baked goods. Another thing is I miss like all the bakeries in the East Coast. Yeah, absolutely. So Danny was making stuff and I'm like, 
oh my God, this is like what I used to eat back home. <laughs> I'm like, why, why aren't you making these? At the time, you were also making cinnamon buns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I would selling, always find her and buy yeah. it from her. So I once- was selling them on the trunk of my car. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. Like okay. I would, I would put it out on Instagram mm-hmm. and then I would say, Hey, meet me at the Macadoodles parking lot in Springdale. Okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> right. And they right. would, I would like pop my trunk and people would drive by and right. I'd be like, Oh, I'd check their name off a list if they Venmoed me and be like, here's your cinnamon rolls. Yeah. 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 yeah I've run across a few people that have that done that. There's a, there's a young lady that does um, uh, vegan donuts. And and that's like her whole shtick, and that's what she does. And she, you just order them on Instagram, and then right. she'll, you know, she'll meet you. Like she met me at the parking lot of yeah. Whole Foods. And <laughs> you'd be surprised where people will pick up things nowadays. Yeah, so. and then you get the bug, and the bug is, wait a minute, like people will buy my products, people like what I'm making, and then it's like, okay, what do I do next? Right. Yeah. Right. So I would like hound her. I'm like, hey. You should sell this other stuff. Let's do this. And she's like, I just don't like dealing with people. I don't like yeah, talking it's to not- people. It kills my creativity. I'm like, you know what? I love people. Yeah. I love to people. I love on social media. Like I was doing earlier, I like recording content. Yeah. I was like, you do that part. I'll worry about the rest. Sure. sure. And it finally works. she yeah. she came around. Yeah. And the nice thing about like the way that we work as like business partners is it's very much we had a very open conversation in the beginning about like what I'm good at, what I thought Blanca was good at, mm-hmm. you know? So very upfront, like I was like, listen, I don't really want to interact with people. Right. You know, if someone has a chocolate cake request, Blanca needs to like buffer that because mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. I don't make I basic cakes, <laughs> right, you know? Right, right, right. <laughs> it's like not what our branding is about. <laughs> yeah. And we yeah. had like some really good conversations about like, okay, 10 years, what do you want Sugar Apple to be, you know? And I don't want to be known for a sugar cookie. I want to be known for the cookies like I think are a signature cookie. Sure. You know, so why don't we start out that way? Why start it out as like these are the basic things we make and then slowly introduce people? I was like, yeah. let's just let's just be us as soon as we start. Yeah. Yeah. So Those like are always my favorite recipes too. Right. Like, so like Blanca's good at being a good buffer between like the things that I find to be like creatively draining. Yep. So it's it's great. Oh man. I do what I'm good at. Blanca does what she's good at. And you got to stay in your lanes yes. and do your thing. Yes, I wash the dishes. I think, <laughs> that's hey, all I do in the kitchen. That's fine. I don't, and, and that's good too. Because and I, take video. And take videos. Yeah. <laughs> I think people need to listen to this because a, a lot of times when, as, when we start out, we want to be all things to all people and you can't be. No. And if you are more than one person working in a group on effort, you ha- everybody needs to stay in their lane. Everybody needs to focus on what their strength is mm-hmm. because that's how the group as a, as a whole gets better. Right. You know, I mean, there's an expression. One can put a thousand to flight. Two people can put 10,000 to flight. So you're just exponentially. The two of you together are way more efficient than just either one of you on your own. Right. Yeah. So there's some real benefits there. So when did you actually start Sugar Apple Baking Company? Do you remember the date? Mm, officially, I think it was like right after my birthday. Okay. okay. Yeah. I had this like birthdays to me are always like mentally a big deal, uh-huh. you know, mm-hmm. because it's like you close out one year and then the next year is coming. Sure. And so for me, I like, I like to keep myself going, yep. you know? So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, you're 28, level 28 just closed out. What's right. 29 going to be like, right. you know? And so for me, it's always like, I have this reference. I had a lot of like loss in like family members as Mm -hmm. a child. Mm -hmm. So for me, like time is not this like infinite thing that I think I'm like guaranteed. Right. You know, like, I don't know when it's going to happen, but it could happen Mm -hmm. any point, you know, I could be 102 or I could be 30. Right. You know? Yeah. So it's always like, I don't want to die with a regret. So it's always, I wanted to go to culinary school, you Mm -hmm. know, but my mom and my family, they're all bakers or like they run restaurants, they run hotels. 
But when you're a kid in that, they're kind of like, don't do it. Yeah. You know, we all do it. Go be a lawyer, go be a doctor or whatever, (laughs) you know, but I keep coming back to it. So it got to a point where I was like, I keep coming back to this. I think it's like worth it to myself that I'm like, okay, let's see what happens. Yeah. You know, I'm glad you mentioned that because a lot of times people, you know, will go out and do the things that other people dream about. Yeah. And not what they dream about. right? Right. And that's, and that's it. So it's like, you know, a lot of times your kids will, will live, will, parents will live vicariously through the accomplishments of their children. Right. And it's not necessarily what their children want to do, but it's what the parents never had a chance to do. So right. now that that child is fulfilling that, and that's, that's a, that's a, that's a dangerous place to be, unfortunately. Yeah, right. And, and you hear too many people talk about it. And I have friends that have, you know, gotten law degrees and then 15 years into their career were like, this was never what I wanted to do anyway. This was what my parents wanted me to do. Right. I wanted to go, I don't know, ride a bus or whatever, you know, it could be anything. And I think, you know, life is too short. As you said, we could go right the next day or we could go 50 or 60 or 70 years mm-hmm. from now. And I think it's important for us to live every day to its fullest. Yeah. So it sounds like that's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So I want to applaud you for Thank that. Thank you. So absolutely. Absolutely. And so, so now you guys decided to come together. You said, you know what? Pandemic be damned. We, we, are, <laughs> we are starting this business and we're going to make it happen. Yeah. yeah. When did you start to realize that your baking was at a level where people would actually come back and ask for more? Oh, I realized that when it was unofficial out of the trunk of my car. Okay. Yeah. Because it got to a point where I could not keep up with the production level for the number of DMs I was getting on Instagram. Wow. And that was like an eye-opening moment because I wasn't making two dozen cinnamon rolls. It was yeah. like 10 dozen cinnamon rolls. Sure. And when I started thinking like, okay, this is a this is like 120. Yeah. Then I started thinking, I wonder how many cinnamon rolls Rick's Bakery sells. You know, I started thinking like that. Like yeah. how many, yeah, yeah. my local Walmart, how many cinnamon rolls do they sell per week? Sure. I started thinking like that way. Like, okay, these numbers are at a level where now I'm wondering, is it worth it to scale up or what should I do? And at the time it wasn't worth it to scale up. <laughs> So then I came back to it, but there's a lot of like good lessons I learned in that process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was, yeah. it was interesting. But when it hit like 10 dozen cinnamon rolls out of the trunk of my car. That's when you knew. I was like, okay. Yeah. Maybe a sign. <laughs> and repeat cars. Yeah. You know, because it was very much like a drive-by. Sure. People would just roll up. I'd be like, what's your name? Check. Here you go. Yeah. 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 So when I started seeing the same cars, I was like, wait a minute. These are like the same people. Yeah. Yeah. It was interesting. And, you know, the thing about it is nowadays with technology being what it is, you mentioned Venmo. I mean, Mm -hmm. people can easily send you money. You've got Instagram. You've got other social media outlets that where you can just let people know about what's going on. It's easy to interact with that and to kind of test the market. It is. And you had a chance to kind of test the market. Yeah, that's right. You did test the market. Yeah. Yeah. And now you're out there. So, yeah. Yeah. And you guys have been on other podcasts. I know you were on my friend Ro's podcast, Ro yes. on the radio. And and um, I mean, Ro is great. And and uh, what was that like for you, that experience? It was affirming. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was affirming. Now, did you send her an email too, or did she reach out to you? Or I'm pretty I, sure Blanca did. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I sent okay. her a DM and I was okay. like, hey, are you... Can we go now? Can we yeah. go now? I'm always the one in the DMs and yeah, emailing yeah, yeah. and asking everyone and telling everyone, go follow our Instagram, Sugar yeah, Apple, absolutely. Bacon Co. Yeah. <laughs> the wildest part about this was like a month into business. So I'm like more reserved, right? Like right. I need there to be like, to me, I feel like we need to be at the place before I do something. Yep. And Blanca's like, we'll get there when we get there. How mm-hmm. about we just do it now? Right. You know? So I yes. was, I think I was like, are we ready for this? And yes. she was like, why not? 
So yeah. Blanca goes, well, what do you need to be ready? And I was like, she's right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was like, yeah, she's right. There's no reason a year from now, the words I want to say about my business and my branding are not going to be any different yeah. than yeah. what they are right now. And I was like, okay, she's right. Okay. I it love that. It is fun. It feels like I'm managing, it feels like I'm managing an artist. <laughs> so that was like one of my dreams growing up. Right. A fantasy of mine. Like I wanted to work for Hot 97, be an intern, <laughs> okay. but my parents are like, no, you can't go into the city by yourself. Yeah, yeah. So I told Pedro, I was like, I feel like I circled back around right. to that fantasy of managing sure. an artist. Yeah. Because sometimes I talk to her and I'm like, let me let her get it out. So, so Dan- Danielle is like your pebbles or something. Yes. <laughs> so. Oh, no. I got to find an artist for you. That makes sense. I was like, who's the ones oh, that man. are always like, got to get that. Like curse everybody out and then come back. I gotta get the jitters out. Right, right. Get the jitters. Oh, that's what it is. Jitters. Yeah, Yeah, that's hilarious. So, (laughs) so tell me. So then, obviously, the inspiration for your baked goods, besides just the West Indies and just all the flavors and elements that you find in West Indian cooking. What are the other inspirations for you as far as that's concerned? I would say it's like heavily influenced by like French pastries. Okay. So my Aunt Audrey and in my kitchen, there's a picture of her, you know, like she is, I look at her when I wash the dishes, you know? (laughs) And so she was, she had a bachelor's degree in chemistry, but she ran this cafe in the Caribbean on an island called Beckway. Yeah. That was maybe no bigger than this room, you know? And... She had like all these like really amazing French techniques mm-hmm. that considering the lack of like refrigeration and like the limit on ingredients, I think that she is maybe one of the most innovative bakers that I will ever come across. Sure. Simply because to be that innovative with a lack of ingredients and resource right. to me is like the height of creativity because sure. she just did what she could do. Right. So I grew up like, you know, helping out on the weekends. And so I learned all these things when I was little. Yeah. How do you laminate pastry? And it was early and it was just automatic, but that's like a heavy influence. Yeah. And you know, you think about it, it's like you could have gone in a whole different direction and you would have almost suppressed all those skills that you gained at an early age. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting that you're you're able to kind of use them and and utilize them and make them, you know, elevate it to a new level. I think like for me, like I dream about making pastries. Okay. You know, like I... I'll make a cookie in my sleep before I make a cookie. Right. You know? And it's also like, I like my pastries to evoke like a memory. Right. So like we brought you this like dark and spicy cookie. Yeah. And to me, thank you. And so for me, it's like, I grew up drinking cocoa tea instead of hot chocolate, you know? So cocoa tea is like raw cocoa, think like dark chocolate, heavy on spices. So like, and every family does it different. Mine did black pepper. I'm not a fan of the black pepper, Mm -hmm. but you know, nutmeg, cardamom, ginger, whatever your family's like preference is. So like this cookie triggers like a memory in me of that cocoa tea, you know? So I like to like, and even though I know, understand that they're not like shared memories with other people, but they're my memories. Right. Right. And we have found that people take a bite and they're like, whoa, what's this? So they're like experiencing what I experienced as a kid for the first time. And it's cool. Yeah. I mean, I love that. And then you you also had uh, the other cookie that you brought was a cornbread jalapeno cookie, mm-hmm. which, you know, you don't normally think of cornbread in a cookie right? Yeah. in that same mix. Right. right. But it's, it works. Yeah. I got to tell, I mean, folks, you're listening to this. You have to try this out. This cookie is amazing. Very tasty. It has cornbread elements to it. And the jalapeno has just the right amount of bite. But it's actually a sweet cookie. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, which is really, it's, yeah. that's the thing that I really liked about it. Yeah. So. I know. It's so fun. Like anytime I 
that's why I enjoy working with her because anytime she makes something, I'm like, oh, this is new. This is so fun. We need to sell this. Right, <laughs> yeah. right, right. And then, of course, you had to bring me a pastry, mm-hmm. and the, the cream cheese lemon puff pastry, and it's kind of a lemon tart. It was perfect. The Folks, the lemon is the right amount of tartness, but not too tart, and the right amount of sweetness, but not too sweet, yeah. if there is such a thing. And it just <laughs> really, really, it melts in your mouth. I mean, just very, very good pastry, a really good pastry. So, Thank you. So how do you... Do you have a fixed rotation of things that you make now or do you have regulars? Do you have things that you can always get at the baking company or how does that work? So right now, because we've been in business for about four months now. Yeah. So we're kind of figuring out like what our signature items are. So lately we've just been doing, we're testing out the waters basically. Mm -hmm. So I think our next pop-up will be peach upside down cake. Okay. Kind of like heavy on the cardamom, nice and spicy. Okay. But if people do bulk orders, a lot of times we can take any of our signature items. Okay. Yeah. And all your signature items are on your website? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. That's cool. Yeah. So I want to make sure people know. And we'll we'll point everyone to the website and their whole social media set up on our show notes. So that way you guys can reach out to Blanca and Danielle and, and order some some pastries specifically. But I mean, this is exciting. and And I guess it has to also be exciting for you that you know, there are so many commercial kitchens opening up in the area. I mean, it's just yeah. that's like a big thing. And I was I was actually just talking to one of the ladies here at the library that works on the at the reference desk. Shout out to Kathy. But you know, the one thing that a lot of people don't realize that this library has, and we're in the Fayetteville Public Library, is they have a commercial kitchen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's beautiful. Yes. Yeah. It's absolutely gorgeous. And people can use their library card to rent it out. Yeah. This That's, library is gorgeous. It is. It is. That's yeah. a whole other story. I've, I've yeah. already, I'm, you know, I, I fanboy over the library yes. all the time, so it's it's totally fine. But yeah. uh, but no, I mean, I just think that a lot of people don't realize that a lot of companies nowadays, especially in bigger cities like New York and others, they're like ghost kitchens all over the place where people will cook in those ghost kitchens. These are commercial kitchens that are approved, and then they'll you know they'll sell their menus like maybe on the weekends or through DoorDash yeah. or through Uber Eats and yeah. things of that nature. It's one way to Instead of you having to go out and buy a bricks and mortar space, mm-hmm. you're able to kind of test the market, see what the response correct. is, and course correct, and then decide if this is the direction that you want to go. Yeah. Do you guys kind of feel like you're in that that's space what we right do. now? Yeah. yeah. We do pop-ups. We try to do pop-ups twice a month, mm-hmm. and we take pre-orders online. Okay. So, and then at the pop-up, we just have a couple items until we're there until we sell out. Yeah. But okay. yeah, it's been going well. Mm-hmm. We do pop-ups at two friends bookstore in okay. Bentonville. Okay. They've been real helpful, giving us a space and the time. Okay. Really and great. if there's anybody else that's listening to this that says, you know what, I, I want to give those guys space for pop-up. <laughs> how, 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 what do you want them to do? How would they- Give us space for pop-up? Y- yeah. They can reach out to me, okay. email or DM. Because okay. sometimes wanna... just a collaboration of, yeah. of two different, you know, divergent things can come together. I mean, books and cookies and pastries. Yes. I mean, that's a good combination. Yeah, and they also have you had coffee a cap. I was going to say stuck. they have coffee right there, there too. They sell coffee. Okay. So that's okay. why it also made sense. But as far as collab, we kind of toyed with the idea because her la- at the last pop-up, she incorporated Onyx coffee. Mm-hmm. So even collab like with ingredients would be really cool too. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that would, would link it to like the pop-up if they have like a brick and mortar, mm-hmm. have us there and we'll feature another way to use your... That would Your be nice. Ingredient. Yeah. yeah. And we'd the like recipe. To, yeah. We'd like to work with as many like local food producers like us as possible. Right. Yeah. You know? Right. 
might be good for you guys to uh, some way figure out how you could coordinate with uh, the folks from Ashami Tea. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I have an because, idea already. Yeah, because so, <laughs> his tea is amazing. And he has, I mean, such, such good tea. Yes. And that tea really does go well with pastries. So, mm-hmm. you know, we have just some like at our house does. too. Yeah. So, yeah. so, you know, but, yep. um, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's just like a million different options. I mean, what's next for you guys? August pop-up, you know, right now, like, I think what we're focusing on is I think like Blanc and I've talked about being, having our cookies in more retail spaces. Okay. You know, like right now it's at Wild. They just, okay. They're a clothing store that just opened up in Bentonville. We have mm-hmm. the Honey Jalapeno there at the front. So it's it's been interesting. But really, I'd like to keep testing out. It's like I'm almost at a point where I want to see how far I can take something. Right. You know, like what is the limit? Because ideally, like my dream situation is we put up a pop-up menu and it's gone within 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like ideally, like that's where I want to be. I want eventually to just say, hey. We have a pop-up. I'm not telling you guys what the menu is. We start at six. Show up. Yeah. 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 Show up. Yeah. I yeah. like that. Like that's where I'd like to be. Yeah. You know, that's like complete autonomy, like my absolute authentic self. Yeah. This is what I made. Come enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, and you know, the thing about it is it's just like with anything, you know, there are groups of people that will follow you just for what you're doing. Right. right? I mean, yeah. there are groups of people that will go to a brewery when they do a new brew, bakery when they create a new item. It's mm-hmm. like, so it's that whole concept. It's like, you don't have to be all things to all people, Correct. but right. there are a core group of people that will yes. follow you and yeah. be loyal to you, especially uh, from that perspective, because mm-hmm. they just love pastries and yeah. baked goods. I also think that like social media has influenced the way that people interact with businesses. Yeah. So it is such like a, no one, if you, all you sell is brownies, right? Yep. No one eventually will begin losing followers because your social media feed is just brownies, right? That's all you sell. So with us, I don't think that we get like the boredom factor because we rotate the menu so frequently Mm -hmm. that there is not time to get bored with our feed or bored with our menu. And we're also not available all the time. Right. There's also time for that. (laughs) Right. I don't have time. So So there's also like like that demand. Like Mm -hmm. if you miss this pop up. I don't That's know when it. these honey jalapeno yeah. cookies will be back. It'll be a minute. It'll be yeah. a minute. Yeah. It'll be, the way, yeah. you know. And the way Danny's creativity works, like the last pop-up we had, I didn't know what our menu was till the day of. Oh, wow. People were asking me like, what's she going to serve? What's new? Yeah, I was like, yeah. I have no idea. And then she <laughs> sends me a picture of the lemon cream cheese puff pastry. Yeah. And I'm like, we're selling this? I'm yeah. so excited. I haven't even tasted it yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I went crazy. dark. Yeah, I, I was, just don't. I just I let her go. Quiet. I was funny. quiet for That's like funny. eight hours. Nobody yes. could reach me. Yeah. I was like, listen, I'm doing something. Let me be. My shoulders are on fire. Mm-hmm. We got to yeah. laminate this pastry. Nobody. T- I didn't answer my phone. Eventually, I came out. I was like, here you go, Blanca. This is yep. I just left her alone. I was like, I'm going to go do my it. own thing. <laughs> So if somebody like got a hold of like specifically, I'm just thinking of like that lemon puff pastry and they said, you know what, I'm getting married and I want 200 of these for my wedding. Can you do that? I think we could. I mean, I think we'd be renting this kitchen. Yeah, I was going to say, I definitely, <laughs> in this library. Okay, all right. Definitely but we can do it. Okay. Because okay. yeah. right. yeah. you just never know, right? Somebody yeah. might yeah. say they're, we'll so, oh, they're so enamored by your creations that they're like, you know, in my heart of hearts and. You know, nobody tells anybody getting married no on their wedding. Exactly. Day, right. That's yeah. just how it is. It's yeah. like, well, how do we make this work? It's yeah. like, so I'm just curious. And that that may be somebody listening might say, you know what? I love what she made with this. Can you do this for 200 people? So, yeah. I mean, you know. yesterday we handed out 75 cookies. Oh, wow. You know, so. Where? 
Wild. Wild. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. At wild. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So we can handle it. Now you're gonna have to come up with like a mountain bike cookie or something. Mm, like that, we talk. So. so I love to ride <laughs> okay. my bike. Okay. And I, I started dabbling into mountain bike. Okay. So Danny's like, how do we tap into like these mountain bikers? I know they love to they eat. Have to be they hungry. have to be yeah. the way they're riding. I was like. I don't know. I'll go find some group and <laughs> Have you infiltrate. heard of Arkansas Latinas in BC? Yes. Yeah. Yes, so, so Olivia, um, th- Olivia is great. Awesome. Those guys are great. You should probably test it with them because I know they like some pastries yeah. and baked goods. So, you need it. Yeah, yeah. So, but uh, no, that's so funny. I mean, there's just especially, so many different groups here. Yeah. So. Especially um, we sell a salted caramel rice crispy. Right. And I'm like. I use it as a pre-workout sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Before I yeah. go for a long ride, I'm right. like, mm, some quick sugar. Some quick sugar. Yep. Yeah. That's cool. I like that. So, well, I mean, the sky is the limit for both of you guys. And I got to say, it's been a pleasure to kind of sit down and and just talk with you and learn a little bit more about your journey, where you're going, and, and the fact that the destination's still up in the air, right? I mean, yeah. you, know, you know, this could Brand go new. a lot of different ways mm-hmm. for you guys, all of them successful, right? And, and I don't think anybody's going to judge you one way or the other, but I think that your story is indicative of the creativity that comes about, especially when, you know, we're kind of, we were kind of sequestered away in our homes, in our closets and, and, you know, behind closed doors of Zoom and everything else. And now people are starting to come out and, and, you know, the pandemic is still around and, and fully aware of that. But the reality is, is that sometimes necessity is the mother of invention. Yeah. And you guys had a necessity to get these creative juices out of you and share it with the world. And I mean, we all are the beneficiary of that yeah. with what you're creating here with the Sugar Apple Baking Company. So I want to wish you nothing but success as you guys move forward. And uh, do you have any last second uh, thought that you'd like to share with our audience before we close? Follow us on Instagram, <laughs> Sugar Apple Baking Co. Email us for those bulk orders. Right. If you want to buy wholesale, hit us up. Yeah. Anything, <laughs> Sell it. Anything from you, Chef? No. No. Mm. Okay. Good. I, think you, I think you've said it all. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, listen, I really appreciate it. Blanca Maldonado, Danielle Reynolds, thank you guys so much for joining me on the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. Really appreciate it. We're rooting for you guys. And we're not only your fans, but we are going to be customers as well, especially after this box that you gave me. (laughs) And I'm telling you, I'm not sharing this with any of my listeners. So you guys are going to have to get your own. You're going to have to reach out to these guys, Sugar Apple Baking Co. online. And uh, I'll make sure that on the show notes, you see everything that you need to see in terms of how to get in contact with them. And if you do reach out to Blanca and Danielle, please mention that you heard about them first right here on the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. Thanks for having us. Thank Absolutely. you for having us. Thank you. Thank you. Well, folks, there you have it. Another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. Remember, our episode comes out every Monday, rain or shine. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and I'll see you back here next week. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. Check us out each and every week, available anywhere that great podcasts can be found. For show notes or more information on becoming a guest, visit IamNorthwestArkansas.com. We'll see you next week on I Am Northwest Arkansas.